listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, November 1st, 2014. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar is tentatively scheduled for the spring of 2015. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event The SLA Alumni Event is exclusively for alumni of the SLA Seminar and is designed to accelerate the process of discovering your life purpose. The topic for the 2015 Alumni Event will be Capability. The event will be held July 17th through 18th, 2015 in Dallas. Alumni events are recorded and available on the website strategieswork.com. Click on the Products tab and select the Video and Audio Products from Seminars and then SLA Alumni Event Audio Products. The Organizational Seminar Based on the Timeless Universal Principles. The next seminar will be on November 7th, 2014. The topic will be hiring, reviewing, promoting, and releasing. The TUP seminars provide wisdom to win at work, in-depth teaching on how to lead, manage, and build organizations biblically according to the Beyond Babel model presented in Dr. Chester's book, Beyond Babel. You can participate in the live events or purchase the recordings of prior BTS seminars. See the website strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Understanding Calling. I've been teaching the biblical principle I call C4 for more than a decade. The principle is found in numerous texts of scripture and is used to qualify people for specific work assignments. For example, the C4 principle is used to qualify people for construction work, dispute resolution, artistic work, political and military leadership, food distribution, and church leadership. C4 is an acronym for Calling, Character, Capability, and Commissioning. The first element of C4 is Calling. Calling has two aspects. First, there is the external call by our Creator, who calls each of us to our divinely ordained life purpose. And second, God puts in our hearts a passion to do what He created us to do. This is the internal witness, or the cry of the heart which is not to be confused with selfish, self-centered, self-serving desires of our fallen nature. Over the years, I've noted that many people see the value of passion, the second aspect of calling, as a hiring criterion. But until recently, I was not aware that anyone argued that passion could be misleading. In a recent blog, Dr. David Leonard made such an argument. To make his case, Dr. Leonard shared some of his own journey in finding his life work. He noted that while in college trying to discover his career path, he was given virtually no guidance. During his sophomore year, he felt called to vocational Christian service, but he commented that no one ever challenged his self-proclaimed, self-determined calling. 
Apparently he had passion for the Lord and believed, though wrongly, that the only way to follow his passion was in vocational ministry. This presupposition went unchecked by anyone in his life. Dr. Leonard stated that, he, that uh, following one's passion is widely assumed as a way to enable a person to achieve his or her dreams. He then asked if someone's dreams could be out of sync with his or her capability. Interesting question. Could this really happen? Could calling and capability be incongruent? If the sovereign creative universe is truly responsible for, for both our calling and capability, how could such incongruence happen? I suggest that Dr. Leonard fails to distinguish between fleshly, worldly passion and true God-given passion. The former is seen in such biblical texts as 1 John 2, verse 16, which reads, For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. By the phrase, lust of the flesh, I understand scripture to be referring to human desires that are shaped and defined by the sin nature of man. While we confess, confuse the lust of human flesh with divinely ordained purpose, we are very likely could pursue a dream that is inconsistent with our capability. This probably happens more than you might expect. Anecdotally, I've seen many people make career choices based on money, even career choices they disliked and lacked the skill to perform. In most cases, the people were unwilling to accept the customary pay for the career they truly wanted, and probably the career more aligned with their divinely ordained passion placed in them. So they chose to ignore their God-given passion and pursue a career that appeared more financially lucrative. If God is intentional and strategic, and the C4 principle is indeed the biblical principle used to discover your vocational calling, then it follows that if you faithfully seek to discover the work that you have C4 to do, then your passion and capability will be congruent. Therefore, the scenario posed by Dr. Leonard is a straw man. Dr. Leonard's confusion, however, may be more than just a misunderstanding about the distinction between fleshly passion and God-given passion associated with our calling. There may be some Greek dualism in his thinking. Dr. Leonard did acknowledge the Greek dualism in his early vocational view of calling, but claimed he now views all callings to elicit work assignments as valid. Well, this is commendable. Nevertheless, for many, if not for most today, Greek dualism impacts and impairs their view of calling. The Greeks' view of dualism asserted the goodness of the immaterial world and disdained the physical world. Some paradigms even posited that the physical universe was inherently evil, but biblically the physical universe is good. However, it is impaired by sin. One of the implications of Greek dualism is that work in the physical realm is viewed as inferior to work in the spiritual realm. This faulty assumption contributed to the development of the populist paradigm of Christianity that is common today. This view believes that spiritual work is indeed more significant than physical work. Since God created the physical universe and declared it very good, this implies that work in the physical world must be something God values. In fact, God specifically created man in his image and charged man with the responsibility of managing and mastering his physical universe. This is known as the cultural or creation mandate.
Genesis 1, 26-28. Therefore, God's actions seem to clearly imply that work in the physical realm is a high calling. After all, he specifically made people for this purpose. The original context for man to fulfill his purpose was a fully supplied garden. See Genesis 2. Where man also enjoyed daily fellowship with God. Genesis 3.8. Clearly a wonderful, pleasurable environment for man to obey the creation mandate. This idyllic paradise, however, was lost because of the sin of man. One of the consequences of sin was the expulsion of man from the garden. After the fall of man, the context for obeying the creation mandate was harder. The work would be characterized by sweat, toil, and painful obstacles. Genesis 3, 17-19 Notwithstanding the fall of man, the purpose of man was and still is to rule God's creation. To do this requires many different vocational callings, all of which are important to God because he created man to do them. Today we commonly think that only calling to vocational Christian work is important to God. At the end of the article, Dr. Leonard noted that not everyone is called to vocational Christian ministry, but correctly commented that everyone is called to work. And all illicit work assignments are important. For example, Acts 6 verses 1 through 7 in this text, the work of food distribution is viewed as having equal value to teaching the scripture. Both are important in the kingdom of God because God made both work assignments and specifically and intentionally and strategically created people to do both work assignments. So whatever your workplace calling might be, know that if it is from the Lord, if you've identified your true calling, he values it because he created you to do it. A tool to help you find and fulfill that calling is the C4 principle. And because God is intentional and strategic, your true calling will never be a burden. Rather, it will bring you life. Jesus intimated this reality in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, which reads, Come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When we are yoked to Jesus, doing the will of God according to the ways of God, the yoke is easy, and the burden is light. May this become a reality for you in whatever God has called you to do.